0: Jackson, and I just want to say thank you all for listening last week. Thank you all for joining again last week. We got a good show for you guys today as we have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, including two Cleveland Browns games. Yes, we had two in one week. It was a little torturous for me for that first game, but that second game, we going to get into it. Trust and believe me on that one. Look, I just want to say again thank you all for listening in Last week, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it is a Like I said, it's beautiful here in Valley View uh, Valley View, Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown It's always beautiful out here, but it is a cold one It is a very cold cold day. It is raining. It is gloomy It sounds like I'm repeating the same thing from last week, but that is what happens here in Cleveland, Ohio sometimes, but nonetheless that's just our weather, especially this time of the year. It is only 47 degrees. Only 47 degrees. That's that's it. That's it. That's cold. That's cold. But when it comes to football, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. You got to believe, trust and believe me on that one. So we got a lot to talk about today. So we, we're not going to waste any more time. We are going to get down to business with you know what time it is. It is jobber of the week. It is very simple. You stand out above the rest. You are the worst of the worst or no, you're just the worst of the worst. So it's funny because last week we had multiple jobbers of the week. We had uh, John Gruden and the NFL and Bruce Allen and the email scandals that has been coming out or that came out last week uh, about John Gruden and things of that nature. But we have another week where we have not one but two jobbers of the week again because people just don't know how to act sometimes. Now, we are are all humans. We make our mistakes. I understand that. I get that. But there's actually two jobbers of the week. Might be a third one. But we're going to go with two for right now. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to go with a third one. And let's just say jobber of the, of the week is actually me. Uh, I I am nominating myself as jobber of the week this week because when we were talking about what was going on with the whole Michael Sam issue last week, I did make a couple of, a couple of errors that I do apologize for. So, yes, I am jobber of the week for being um, a little incompetent, but that's okay. Like I said, when we make mistakes, you have to correct them. And... I said last week that Michael Sam's play did not improve from the year before when it vastly improved from the year before. And when I was talking about it last week, it was just based off of memory and not doing the proper research that I should have done. And like I said, I do apologize for that. But nonetheless... Michael Sam was uh, co-SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I believe that was Missouri's first year in the SEC. Might have been their second year in the SEC, but it they weren't in the SEC for that long at that time. So he was co-Defensive Player of the Year. He was uh, a guy that his draft stock did go up and down uh, throughout the year. That part I did not get wrong about, but I did get wrong about his field of play was completely different i mean he went from having a couple of tackles here and there from to having 48 tackles and uh double digit sacks his final year in missouri so i do apologize about that so that does make me jobber of the week but like i said you have to correct things when it happens or when you realize that you have a mistake you just got to correct it but nonetheless we also have a second jobber of the week, and that goes to that none other than Dan Snyder of the Washington football team, the Washington Deadskins, as I like to call them. Uh, they are jobber of the week. He is jobber of the week. One, your jobber of the week, you will be pretty much a nominated candidate. For Jobber of the Week. That doesn't mean you'll win it, but trust me, Dan Snyder, you, every day that you run that organization, you are nominated for Jobber of the Week, and today, or I should say last week, he topped himself. It it, it seems like just when you think Dan Snyder cannot get any worse than what he is now, he goes and pull off the stunt that he pulled last Sunday. Now, I did mention it briefly last week but we're going to talk about it again because it is warrant of talking about because it is sheer disrespectful for what dan snyder did to the late great sean taylor what he did for that man who easily now let's get this clear who is easily the best Washington football team player of the last 20 years, you will not tell me anybody different. There's some close seconds, but there has been and there has been none other than Sean Taylor, especially in the short amount of time that he spent with that team. There has been nobody better before him. There has been nobody better since then. Yes, I am talking about including Clinton Portis, Chris Cooley, I am talking about those guys. I'm talking about um, London Fletcher. And London Fletcher played a long career for Washington. To me, there has been no other better player than Sean Taylor. And the fact that we lost Sean Taylor too soon at a very young age back in 2007 uh, is a tragedy in of itself. And just as much as it is a travesty for... Him to pass away the way that he did In the middle of the season It is just as much as a travesty To use that man Who did a lot for the community Who did a lot for that team Who was one of the hardest hitting safeties To ever play in the league Who undoubtedly in my opinion Should have automatically just been in the Pro Football Hall of Fame just because of how great His young illustrious career was And the legend and aura Of Sean Taylor It is just as disrespectful To put that man, to put that man in a retirement ceremony, to put his family, to bring his family out into a retirement ceremony and for them to conduct it the way they did is absolutely egregious and atrocious to a great legend as such as Sean Taylor. You talk about a team that did not care to retire his jersey until, until it was time to use a PR move to cover their butts for what they have done for the last 15 plus years inside of that organization, how they treat people inside of that organization, especially women and minors, how they treat people, how they treat their cheerleaders, how they treat their players. It is absolutely absurd, absolutely absurd to use Sean Taylor as a PR stunt, as a PR stunt to cover your butts because you don't know how to run an organization properly. You don't know how to run an organization properly. And in response to that, in response to that, you throw some crappy retirement ceremony for one of the greatest players to ever play the safety position and yes I will sit back and say that about a man who only played in this league for three years I will sit back and say that because he was changing the game he was in the middle of changing the game this this is ridiculous this is atrocious this is the most Washington football team thing to come out it sums up it sums up what Dan Schneider thinks of that organization. It sums up how Dan Schneider uh, treats that organization. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable that they use that man as a PR stunt like that. Then we get to the actual day of the ceremony. We get to the actual day of the ceremony. One, the team did not let the family of Sean Taylor know that they were going to do this until it was announced. So they knew this was going to happen as we knew it was going to happen. That's egregious. That's disrespectful because they should damn sure know before we know. And we knew just as, as much as they do at the exact same time. Unbelievable. But we get to the day. And Dan Snyder can't even get up in a suit and tie. You can't even get in a button-down shirt, a little crappy blazer. You multi-billionaire, really? You couldn't get into some type of decency. You couldn't look decent for your crappy photo op that you had with his family. You're wearing a lady, a hoodie and, and some crappy pants like, 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 like this is your home. Like you're just watching TV. Disrespectful. You put Sean Taylor Way in front of a bunch of porty potties in front of the stadium. Egregious, atrocious. You put his number, you put his number on the sideline where people can barely see it on TV. This is the time. Where you can have it either on the side of the field at the 25 yard line as a field decal But no, you put it on the sideline and use it as a VIP section only And you let people step on that man's number You give out the same crappy towels to fans That they had when the day, the game after Sean Taylor passes away against the Buffalo Bills is the exact same thing, they only just put your name at the bottom The sheer disrespect The sheer disrespect of Jackson Mahomes dancing on that man's number when it shouldn't even be on that part of the field to begin with. It shouldn't have been rushed to begin with. The utter disrespect that Jackson Mahomes had that Jackson Mahomes had to dance on that man's number for some crappy app. I'm I will say now TikTok sucks. TikTok, so I don't get that app whatsoever. It it is a watered down Vine. That is exactly what TikTok is. It's a watered down Vine. And that man did a crappy. The man don't know how to dance. The man has followers just because of the simple fact that he's Patrick Mahomes' brother. The man doesn't have an ounce of talent in his body. At least I got some talent. A little bit, not much, but I got more talent than that kid. And I only usually like to talk about teenagers or however old he is like that. But come on. Come on. You're doing some crappy TikTok dance video? For what? For what? Absolutely egregious. But it shouldn't have happened in the first place if the Washington football team would have done their due diligence to a man who did his due diligence in the two and a half years that he spent on that organization. The fact that there were no speeches, none, zero, zilch. The fact that Dan Snyder could even show his face on midfield with the family. This was the worst retirement ceremony I've ever seen from any organization. Any organization that includes the Next Jobber of the Week organization and their fan base, And I'm not going to spoil that one until I get to it. Every organization I've seen do retirement ceremonies, it does not matter what league you're in, has done it with honor, dignity, and class. They did it because they appreciated the player. They did it because they knew the fans appreciated that player. They did it because it was the right thing to do. It wasn't a PR move, or at least it didn't come off as such. They let the families know beforehand. They let the people know beforehand, and it wasn't just announced via some press release. They do everything right. They roll out the carpet for a man who had a great contribution to the organization That is retiring his number. It is a way of saying thank you. And it gives the fans a chance to say thank you. Fans wanted to say thank you. Fans have been waiting for this from the moment he passed away. For his jersey to be retired. And you wait 14 years later. When your organization is going down the tubes. When your organization is sitting back and is in a PR nightmare. You use this as a little gloss over. It makes you look even worse because you are worse. You are horrible. Dan Snyder, you are a horrible human being for that. Horrible. Horrible decision. I would gladly sit back and die on that hill for that. Because that man deserves respect. That family deserves respect. They do not deserve their significant other. They do not deserve their father. They do not deserve their brother. They do not deserve their son. They do not deserve their cousin being honored the way he did. They do not deserve that. Nobody deserves that. Sean Taylor does not deserve that. To not dress yourself accordingly to meet with his family. To not dress yourself accordingly to face the booze. To face the booze of your fan base because you absolutely suck you can't do it at least the Lions owner did it at least she went out there and took the booze head on as they retired Calvin Johnson's jersey earlier this year she took the booze head on she's more of a man than you are she took the booze she gladly took the booze and it's not even her fault her, her dang on the generation before her ruined that dang on organization It's not even her fault. And she still took the booze for Calvin Johnson because she appreciated what Calvin Johnson did for the Detroit Lions and the Detroit City. But you, you can't even face the fact that you suck as an owner. Your stadium is falling apart. You, you, You gladly will not fix the stadium. Oh, let's build a new one. You won't fix those sewage pipes now, would you? egregious atrocious you are top five worst owner in the league hands down hands down no ifs ands buts about it this is this 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 made me mad this got me hot it got me hot initially seeing it and then to see how it went down they didn't even put any effort this is like doing a school project that you knew was due and you wait three days before it's due to finally do the said project. It's thrown together. It's no effort. It's just, hey, I'm getting it done because I have a deadline. That's exactly what how Dan Snyder treated Sean Taylor and his family. That is how he treats Sean Taylor and his wonderful family as a last second procrastinated school project absolutely egregious absolutely and it makes me sick that they treat that man like that it makes me sick that they did not honor this man sooner it makes me sick that they did not honor this man the way that he should have been honored and not some pr move absolutely sick absolutely sick and when we come back after these commercials and a music break. I'm gonna talk about the second job of the week because they deserve it too. Because they make me sick too. You are listening to technically it is real on a North Coast Underground. We'll be right back shortly after these messages and music song.
1: Everywhere that we go, he makes people laugh and makes people smile, and I feel like I have
2: that quality. He's the one who always takes me fishing and watch golf with him and. <laughs> I watch him cook because when I grow up, I want to be a cook too. I Me, mean, you have the same faces like this. Dad is the one, when you fall, that picks you up. That unconditional sense
3: of presence and um, reassurance is really what makes him my father.
1: Have you ever considered a career in radio or television? Then look no further. Call The Ohio Media School today. The Ohio Ohio Media Media School. School. We have seven campuses to choose from, and it's a hands-on course that is taught by broadcast professionals who work in the field. This includes 160 externship and internship hours at aerial radio and TV stations. We have job placement assistants right here on campus, and you get a diploma when you graduate. For more information, call 216-503-5900 or beonair.com. That's B-E-O-N-A-I-R dot Ohio Media School, where broadcasting careers begin.
2: You are listening to NorthCoastUnderground.com, the reincarnation of rock. We yeah.
6: It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Hey, Tony Montana, where I be smoking is borrowed up a Cubana. We highlight the summer, pull up the cities and turn it out just like a junk. Let's turn up the oven, we just th- knew that was coming. Call it you bluffing, we just been chasing this paper from sun down to sun up. Tony Montana, where I be smoking is burrow up a Cubana. Highlight the summer, pull up the cities and turn it out just like a junk. Let's turn up the oven We just f- knew that was coming hey, hey, We caught hey, it you bluffing We just been chasing this paper from out to Sunday Call it man, slow it. Make your favorite rapper delete the party Let's be honest Just tell me who the hardest artist I beg your pardon I put the pressure on Next move better be the best Get a vest you a no, over heaven Call her mother that you're guarding Get a couple of boys write no songs. Come am what she gon' need When she lose her garment She gon' drop down to her knees Give knowledge I'ma blow Get her f*** the hummus. You gon ride, take me home with the guidance Yellow banana clip, slave man, riding on a horse That's a, d- in a Porsche, up the way I give, pick up the pace The way I pick up the pieces now I'm in time when I d- need a feature move like a zombie when my lips hit the... The in the to my really we cool. to real Tony Montana, where I be smoking this I roll up a Cubana. We highlight the summer, pull up the cities and turn it out just like a trailer. Let's turn up the oven, we just the knew that was coming. We call it you bluffing, we just been chasing this paper from sun on to up. Tony Montana, where I be smoking this I up a Cubana the cities and turn it out just like a joke let's turn up the oven we just de- mm-hmm. knew that was coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we call you bluffing we just been hey, drinking this play paper play from sitting to the paper. Paper. It's great. It's great. It's great. hello 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 world it's all of y'all been waiting on first 12 is for the wholesale just to blow it on some big the gucci lows that the liquor store, milk crack from a gas stove, boost everything I ask for. I got a glass toast, gliding over with a glass flow. Like grass with a back stroke, when a back blow. I can pull the girl and have a call a cab. I'm too busy, baby, never call you back. I got a session, baby, know your boy can rap. Turn it out just like the trunk. Let's turn up the oven. We did the p- new that was coming. Call it you bluffin'. We just been chasing this paper from sun down to
5: sunnah.
6: Tony Montana, where I be smoking this bubble rubber cubana. Card like the summer. Pull up the cities and turn it out just like a junk. Let's turn up the oven. We did the Lou p- that was coming. We call it you bluffin'. We just been chasing this paper from sun down to sunny. Tony Montana. where I be smoking, bubble rubber cubic. <laughs>
3: I became a brand- Got a hood, chick down for the street, got a chick, I ain't hitting the wildin'.
6: I don't got time it for the speaker.
3: we
0: All right, that song that just came off was No Pressure by Ray Grew featuring Drippy, and the song before that was Sacrificed by Wolf. We are back to Technically It Is Real. Again, I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. So we are going to continue with Jobber of the Week because Jobber of the Week is just, I don't know what is going on this year. It has been primarily NFL, and maybe because we're in the midst of the NFL season, so I'm pretty sure it's going to die down as as the season goes on or when the season ends or whatever it may be. But let's give out a huge Jobber of the Week to another organization that I cannot stand. And actually, we play them Halloween week and actually Halloween day. The Pittsburgh Steelers, their fan base is also Jobber of the Week. They, I don't get why they get voted for one of the best fan bases in the league like it, it it has to be a pure marketing thing at that point because i don't i don't get it they 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 play music when a player is down on on the field for an injury when you're in an away team they have no respect for any fan base they talk a lot of crap and then when crap happens to them, they don't know how to take it. If you don't know how to receive it, don't dish it. That's all I gotta say about that. They are just uh I cannot stand their fan base. They're arrogant, they're cocky, they're 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 terrible. They they, they think that there is no wrong, they're delusional, they are extremely delusional. They think they're going to the Super Bowl every year. Matter of fact, they got a song about This year we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh Uh-uh, you ain't been to the Super Bowl since 2010. You might want to stop playing that song, okay? You are terrible. Your organization sucks. I cannot stand them. I mean, I know they're historic. I know that they're this and they're that and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, seriously, I do not like them, I do not like their fan base. I do not like their organization. I don't like their arrogance. I don't like their six Super Bowls, baby. You're not the only organization with six Super Bowls. And matter of fact, there's organizations that have more NFL championships than you do, uh, i.e. the Green Bay Packers. So you really don't have the the most or tie for the most of NFL championships that belongs to the Green Bay Packers. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But they're not just Jobber of the Week because I just feel like going on a rant about that organization and their crappy fan base and why do they get voted as one of the best fan bases year in and year out because of their crappy terrible tiles or whatever it may be. They get Jobber of the Week because of what they did Sunday night. Now, if you are wondering what they did Sunday night, they they obviously played the Seattle Seahawks on sunday night football they played the seattle seahawks on sunday night football which was a good game and i will sit back and say this about geno smith geno smith balled out he absolutely balled out uh and gave it his all and i will say this if he did not get uh get that strip sack against tj watt they they probably win that game matter of fact That's another thing I want to say about Pittsburgh. Your team is not that good without TJ Watt because it is a massive difference. It is a huge difference of what that team is like when when TJ Watt is on that field and when TJ Watt is not on that field. It is a big difference. On the defensive side, their offense is – Offense is an offense, but their defense is nothing without TJ Watt. You take TJ Watt out that defense, and that defense is mediocre at best. But that's not what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about what happened to Darrell Taylor. He had a gruesome neck injury that happened and it was it was a scary sight to see. It was a I mean it it was scary. It was scary. And I do wish uh uh Daryl Taylor, nothing but the best. I wish uh a speedy recovery for him. He's his extremities are moving, so that's good. But at the time they weren't. And you have players that is huddled around the fifty yard line for this for this guy. Um and they're huddled around. They 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 are concerned because he's not moving anything. Gruesome neck injury. He's not moving anything. Players are concerned on both sides of the, the field. And players are congregating to where he's at and wish and, and just praying for him. As that is going on, oh, you Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you, you just got to find a way to make it all about you. Because as they are attending to this guy, as they are attending to this man, as he cannot feel anything from the neck down, they decide to do the Mexican wave. Really? Is that what we do now? It, it, it does not surprise me. Like I said, this is the same organization where if you're if a player is down, they will play music. They will play music. There is no respect. There is no respect. And they do the Mexican wave, and they're doing it over and over and over again around the whole stadium, around the entire stadium. They do the Mexican wave. This, this is, this is egregious. Really? Like I said, really. This, this is what we do. This is exactly what we do. We just, woo, Mexican wave. Hey, there's a guy who can't feel nothing. But, hey, we're going to do the Mexican wave. And it got so bad to the point where Stiller players, these Stiller players had to tell the fans to stop doing what you're doing. They had to tell you to stop doing what you're doing. And then, and then when the cart comes out, that's when you guys stop. And then y'all want to say, oh, we didn't know, we didn't know. What do you think that both players are congregating at the 50-yard line for? They just getting there for a social gathering in the middle of a game. Morons. Pittsburgh, their fans. Morons. Pure morons. Pure idiotic, stupid morons. Pure idiotic, arrogant morons. I, I, I just, I cannot stand those. I cannot stand them. And don't give me that, oh, well, those fans are not the look of the fan base. Your entire fan base is like this. Your entire fan base is a bunch of arrogant and competent dimwits, as I'm going to put it ever so cleanly. They really are. Egregious. You're so caught up in doing some crappy fad that happened, that, that started years and years ago, decades ago. So you're, you're concerned about doing some crappy fad over a player who cannot feel anything. They're congregating at the 50-yard line, the Seattle Seahawks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, congregating at the 50-yard line. And you people have the audacity to do the Mexican wave and do chants and cheers. No respect from the city of Pittsburgh at all. None, zero, zilch. And I cannot wait for the day this organization starts start losing game after game after game because they're not good. They're getting bailed out by, by T.J. Watt. Let's be real here. They're getting bailed out by T.J. Watt and the fact that they didn't play Russell Wilson and they played Geno Smith. And I cannot wait to face them I cannot wait till October 31st when we face them because I hope we kick the living crap out of them. This team, this organization, their fan base, it makes me sick. It makes me sick sometimes because for some odd reason, I got the smallest little soft spot for them, and I will get into that. Maybe today, maybe another day, but I will get into that. But it it just, it just makes me mad that that was able to happen. Honestly makes me mad that that was able to happen. So yes, they get job of the week. And I will sit back and say this, because if you think I just hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I do, if this was any fan base, including... My fan base, including the Cleveland Browns fan base, was to do this. Oh, I will call them out because it is disrespectful. I think that's the word of the day, disrespectful. I think I've used that word a lot in this first hour and some change because there's been a lot of disrespect going on. So, yeah, Pittsburgh, you get jobber of the week as well. So, we're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to preview week seven and... Before we preview week seven, we are also going to talk about both Cleveland Browns game against the Arizona Cardinals and the Denver Broncos. You are listening to Technically It Is Real on North Coast Underground. We will be right back after these
7: messages. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home i was driving through a green light when a car in cross traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car killing joe the driver was talking on her phone so she never even saw the red light she was so absorbed in her phone call before the crash i didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous now it's something i think about every day according to the national safety council about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone hands-free is no safer when you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org.
1: Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at stoptechstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old.
2: I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can
1: be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kids buckle up for more information.
3: Stuck in a rut. Feel like you need to change? Well, Ohio Media School is that change. With hands-on coursework taught by broadcast professionals, you too can work on one of many student-run internet radio stations on one of our seven campuses. Just call 216-503-5900. That's 216-503-5900 or visit beonair.com. There's also job placement assistance at Ohio Media School to go along with the diploma program. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. The Ohio
1: Media School. We change lives. This has been a presentation of the Ohio Media School. jam, yeah, man. Turn the whole thing Northcoastunderground.com, where the underground starts with you.
2: Do you ever think good driving all day with no hopes or fears? We're going any which way, because I love that. And I've got the time. of those old vinyl records that you pull off the shelf and damn they make
0: that old highway by next of kin the other song before that was do you ever think by D.C.D. again welcome back to technically it is real so before we get into the week seven preview we are going to talk about the two cleveland browns game that happened this week since the last time i was on air and that was the Arizona Cardinals game and the Denver Broncos on Thursday night and let's get to the Arizona Cardinals game because when I watched that team play on Sunday uh the first thing I thought was is this a Kevin Stefanski led team or is this a, or is this a Mike Patton led team I mean this Lord, we could not do anything right. Oh, no, no, no. Let me say we did do one thing right. We got that Hail Mary towards the end of the half, but we could not stop Murray. We couldn't stop – excuse me. We could not stop Hop. We couldn't stop Green. We couldn't stop Christian Kirk. We couldn't stop a heart attack if we saw one coming. Honestly, we couldn't stop anything. And that's kind of the story of our defense this year. We have not been able to stop anything at all, and it's just – You know, It it makes me shake my head because on paper, uh, the amount of talent that we have on defense, we should be a better defense, especially on third and fourth downs. We can't even stop water running if we had the faucet handle right there in front of our face on third and fourth down. I mean, what was that? What has it been all this year? We get to first down, we get to second down. Okay, third down, they convert. Fourth and three, they convert. I mean, the, the Browns is just the Browns when it comes to when it comes to to third and fourth downs, and it it it's, makes me sick because we are way better than that. We are way better than than having teams just dominate us on third down, having teams dominate us on fourth down. And, it, and if you don't believe me, is more evident. Go look at the Chargers game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens this past Sunday. The The Chargers tried to do the same thing against us, um, against the Ravens as they did against against us, and it did not work out because the Ravens know how to stop people on third and fourth down, unlike the Cleveland Browns. They couldn't do nothing. And I remember saying last week, that we needed to run the ball against the Arizona Cardinals because they had the 29th ranked run defense in the league. And we did not do that. And the excuse was, oh, well, we want to save Kareem Hunt for this, that, and the third. Well, Kareem Hunt got hurt, and little did anybody know that we had another running back on this team. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But we have another running back on this team. We have three. And that's not a hot take. It honestly is not a hot take. Honestly, we have three running backs on this team. And knowing what we saw on Thursday, it's like, yo, Stefanski, you still could have did what you normally do with Hunt, Dearness, and actually Felton. You You have a total of four or five running backs on this team. And you're going against the 28th ranked run defense in the league. Yeah, you you kind of need to run the ball. That probably would have took the hand, took the ball out of the hands of Kyler Murray, which would gave him Hop, Kirk, and AJ Green more opportunities to just run the scoreboard up. And I don't know, keep your defense off the field and run the clock some more. Don't have to throw a uh, Baker in the fire with that torn labrum that he has in his shoulder. And voila, we probably would have had a more competitive game, or if not, would have won the whole thing. Congratulations. So. Was not Stefanski's finest hour of of coaching on Sunday. And like I said, it just looked like we we were like the Mike Pettin-led Cleveland Browns and got into a two-game losing streak, the first in the Stefanski era. That's why I would sit back and say Stefanski is the guilt when it comes to Cleveland Brown coaching. He is the absolute go. I love that dude. But he did not have a good uh, game on Sunday. But that does bring me to – the game on thursday because if we did what we did against the broncos to the arizona cardinals we probably sitting here at at five and two instead of four and three or maybe it'd still be four and three but we wouldn't have been embarrassed like that um against the arizona cardinals because on national tv it was a sloppy game it was a slow game it was a defensive game but we was able to get that dub the Ernest Johnson, two, 22 carries, 146 yards in the touchdown. He absolutely took control of the game from start to finish, including on that first drive when he got that four-yard run touchdown. He absolutely took control of the game. And not only did he take control of the game, but he was the difference maker of the game. Undoubtedly was the player of the game in that game against the Denver Broncos. But let's give credit where credit is due to Case Keenum. Case Keenum was basically put out there and was told, hey, don't mess this up. Do not mess this up. And he did not. He delivered. He did what he was supposed to do. And it did not surprise me that Case Keenum did this because Case Keenum's best year was in Minnesota when Kevin Stefanski was the quarterback's coach and assistant offensive coordinator. So it does not surprise me. Case Keenum knows this system very, very well. He used to in this system, he's the perfect backup for this system uh, behind Baker Mayfield. And I will sit back and I will say this: I think Kingdom should play over Baker Mayfield against the Pittsburgh Steelers because we know what is going on with Baker Mayfield. We know that he has the torn shoulder, the rotator cuff is bad. There's a torn labrum. He has to go through um, surgery in the in the off The only thing that makes me feel a little hopeful about baker's future is the fact that this is his non throwing shoulder thank goodness because we've seen this recently where this exact same injury on the throwing shoulder would later affect the quarterback cam newton had this exact same injury and cam newton has not been the same quarterback since then andrew luck had the exact same injury he was not really the same and then he decided to retire. So this is a injury that has me concerning and I and if you're you you are a Browns fan as such as I am, that should be concerning to you too because you know this is an injury that has brought down some great quarterbacks, some very good quarterbacks in recent years but it is a good thing nonetheless that he has that injury on the on the non-throwing shoulder so I guess that's the positive. And all the negatives, but I would start Case Keenum over Baker Mayfield against Pittsburgh. Let let Baker heal that shoulder. Do not rush him out. Keenum can run this system. Keenum knows what he's doing. Keenum's a solid quarterback in this system, and th- this is the same guy that led the Minnesota Vikings to the a- to the NFC Championship game a few years back. So I I think Keenum is more than capable enough of of leading the Browns to another victory. You got Dearness Johnson. Hopefully, we get Nick Chubb back. So, therefore, you can do the same thing that you do with Chubb and Hunt, and now you got Chubb and Dearness. And once Hunt come back and forth in between three and six weeks, then you turn around and you have Chubb, Hunt, and Dearness Johnson. You got you got Dearness, Chubb, Johnson. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's just These nicknames are getting crazy because we got three running backs that can, like, that can run the ball. You got D Chant. Chunt. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's it's a lot of potential like that. And when you have two running backs and in, in our situation, three running backs, and then you got Felton who can come out the backfield and catch or it can go in the slot and catch on top of on top of having Jarvis when he's healthy, having three tight ends and Brian and Joku and 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 uh, Hooper having Schwartz who can come in and stretch the field, having Donovan Peoples-Jones who is just a difference maker, having Higgins come into the slot. You have all these weapons. We should be better than four and three. Our defense has got to clean it up. They have got to clean it up. They clean it up when it mattered the most. They clean it up when it mattered the most in that game against Denver, but they have got to get it together. Joe Woods have got to get it together, because if Joe Woods never gets it together, I want that man out of here ASAP, but I'm still trying to give Joe Woods and the defense a chance, so that is just my little review on the Cleveland Browns situation, my little review on the Browns two games, we played atrocious against the Arizona Cardinals, but came bounce back four days later and played some solid football, played some good football to beat the Denver Broncos, and look, Denver should have won that game. Denver should have won that game and Denver didn't. And Von Miller was supposed to go off. Von Miller didn't. I don't care if he got injured uh, in the middle of the game in that situation when you talk mess and you can't walk the walk, uh, you can't walk the talk, then that's what end up happening. You want to say, I'm going to dominate their tackles and dominate and go off. And, okay, one tackle. Woo, he really went off. So that's pretty much that. We are going to be back out there a couple of songs, a commercial break. And the station identification you are listening to. Technically, it is real on North Coast Underground. We will be right back.
3: 20 is all about one question. What's the move? Do you know what your next move is? We're all tired of sitting at home worrying about what comes next after the kids, after the wedding, and that job you'd rather stay at home for. Do you know Ohio Media School offers educational programs not only for the young, but the old too. Radio production, video editing, and voiceovers with camera preparation is all available to you. What? You don't have time to attend classes on campus? No problem. Ohio Media School on Rockside Road offers offline and on-campus classes that can adjust to your schedule. So stop letting excuses keep you away from calling and making Ohio Media School your next move.
1: Located at 9885-ROCKSIDE-ROAD- Valley View. This has been a presentation of the Ohio Media School. Yeah, man. North, whole thing North underground.com where the underground starts with you. I don't
3: know why we want to take the hardest road. I don't know why the man above gives me the hardest road.
6: but uh, there's nothing to- Mistakes kind of take over my life. I was .5 credits away from completing high school and I didn't do it.
1: Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma.
6: When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter, she's been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just
1: thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
0: We're here to make rock great again here at northcoastunderground.com
4: where the underground starts with you. Hey man, this Don't ever let nobody tell you that you can't be something or or be somebody. You can be whoever you want to be. They say anything can happen. And we tried a hundred times, so the world would never know how many tears we really cried, how many nights we stayed awake imagining we was famous so soon as we graduated. We noticed how far we made it, never gave us a chance. If they did, we didn't take it. The underestimated, like five steps from greatness should be sponsored by Nike because of how much I do it. It's way more than the money, way more than the music. walking in the classroom, I don't know why I'm here, I finally seen I get to them, I knew they'd understand, yeah. it's patience that'll guide me, a bunch of thoughts around me, I hear these footsteps and look back and know you right beside me, I know I cannot rush this, a Grammy is what I want, I gotta put the work in, if I'm gonna take the jump, don't worry I'm gonna make it, said I'm gonna be alright. your voice yeah i'm loving the culture you made me a poster made us grow closer i know where your love is so what you gonna do so that you won't leave you all that i need i keep you in mind i'm running no speed That's that's slow motion that's slow motion that's slow motion that's slow motion
2: The picture studio ever set up in the world was in the yard of my laboratory at West Orange. The building evolved to follow the sun. We dubbed it the Black Morale.
0: That was the Black Mariah by the Cranberry Merchants. And the song before that was From the Ground Up by RMG. Two good songs right there. So let's get into it. Week 7 preview, baby. We got it going on. We got a decent amount of uh, slate of games that is going to be happening this week, including the return of Matthew Stafford, not returning to Detroit, but is playing against his former team for the first time. But it is the return of Jared Goff to the L.A. City. So we got a lot that is going to be happening uh, week seven. But let's get into it with the uh, 1 o'clock games. We're going to start off with the New York Giants hosting the Carolina Panthers. Uh, This is – a matchup that, okay, sure, I guess, whatever. Uh, this is an opportunity for the Carolina Panthers to snap a losing streak that they have going on uh, at losers of three in a row, but this is also an opportunity for New York to kind of climb up from the, the slums, get a win, go two and five, and everything like that. So before I break into this game, teams with bye weeks this week, Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, the Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, and pittsburgh steelers so let's get into the carolina panthers and the new york giants i don't expect a lot of good quarterback play from this sam Darnold is returning to east rutherford but it is not against the new york jets they played him in week one uh sam Darnold's stats so far this year uh 100 uh, 137 for 224 15 yards seven touchdowns seven interceptions with a quarterback rating of 79 while daniel jones is uh, 130 of 208, 1,524 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions, quarterback rating of 83. There is no Christian McCaffrey in this game, from my understanding. There is no Saquon Barkley, so we're not even going to see a good matchup between uh, the two future stars uh, at the running back position. DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I expect him to have a good game as well. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be all right. I think that's going to be a good game. Look, if I am the Panthers, I am looking to pass the ball. It is plain and simple. The Giants are 22nd and pass defense. They're also 29th and run defense, so you can even pass and run against the Giants. It doesn't matter. They shouldn't be able to stop you. The Panthers, though, they this is an opportunity for them to improve on that passing game. They're ranked 14th right now on passing offense, but it's an opportunity to increase that against the 22nd ranked passing defense in the league. Panthers still have one of the better defenses in the league that nobody is talking about. Second in passing yards, 15th in rushing yards per game. They give up 20 points per game, which is sixth in the league. They're third overall with uh, teams averaging 327 yards per game against the Carolina Panthers. That is only third compared to the New York Giants, who is 27th, giving up an average of 412 yards per game. In total yards this is in MetLife stadium the carolina panthers are three point favorites the last time these two teams face each other was in 2018 where carolina won 33 to 31 and i expect another carolina victory i think carolina walks into MetLife stadium wins the game made the giants fall to one in six they snapped their three game losing streak and i believe that they win this game against the New York Giants. Do they cover the spread? Of course they cover the spread. Next we got the Atlanta Falcons 2-3 against the Miami Dolphins 1-5. And, and before I talk about this game, what is going on in Miami? What is going on in Miami? Um, I thought this team was going to be a playoff team this year. They were on the cups of the playoffs last year, and I thought they can only go but up, but they have trajectory down and they they pretty much it's like they're tanking again but you can't tank if you don't have a first round draft pick if you don't have a first round draft pick how are you tanking i i I don't get it and i don't think it's brian flores fault i think brian is is an exceptional coach i think it's management i think management has put him in a bad situation again what a shocker is the miami dolphins but Brian Flores is definitely not the problem. If Brian Flores gets fired right now, he will have a head coaching job with by, by December. If he gets fired in December, he will have a head coaching job by the next day. He's that good of a head coach, and I think the league knows that he is that good of a coach. They weren't even supposed to go 10-6 and six last year, and they did. And the fact that they are giving up on Tua Tonga-Vailoa so soon, I think is egregious. Like... Like you're gonna give him up for a guy who is having all these court problems, um, in court and everything with with these sexual harassment allegations against Deshaun Watson. So you're gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. Trade to a Valoa, who I believe is a franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, and for what? For a guy that's not gonna play this year. For a guy that might not even play at all. Depending on how the NFL handles it, I think it's I think is atrocious. I think it's bad that they're one in five, that they're last in the division. They really should be zero and six. They got lucky against the New England Patriots week one, and I, I just like it's crazy to me. It is honestly crazy to me that they're one in five, that they're giving up on Tonka Valoa, that they've. Not really use waddle or like that like they like they had planned to or whatever it may be. I think it's just egregious and is it's what's going on down there. It is absolutely crazy. But anyway, let's get into this game against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, whose offense is just mediocre at best. Both offenses are uh, mediocre. Uh, the the well, I wouldn't call the Miami's Dolphins' offense mediocre. I would call it pretty bad. But like I said, I don't think that falls on Tua Tonka-Valloa. And especially when their defense is ranked 31st in the league, Atlanta's defense is ranked 13th. Atlanta should be just passing the ball all over the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, 29th worst pass defense in the league compared to Atlanta Falcons, who is 12th best in passing yards per game in the league. Uh, last time these two teams faced it back in twenty seventeen, Miami won twenty to seventeen, and I think it's going to be a different result. I think the Atlanta Falcons marches into Miami, Florida. They dominate that game. They win that game, causes Miami to lose six in a row. They go three and three and start to compete for the NFC South uh, for the NFC South uh, title. But it does matter if if rather the Carolina Panthers win or lose. But nonetheless, I think they still compete. I still think that they'll win. They're going to beat the Miami Dolphins, no doubt about it, in my opinion. Next, we got the Washington football team going against the 5-1 and one Green Bay Packers. Do I really need to, you know, say anything about this? Look, uh, Taylor Haneke, he gets to play in Lambeau Field. He grew up a Packers fan, so, you know, this is going to be a big game for him. And I still think he's a solid quarterback. Franchise quarterback, not sure yet. But a good quarterback in general, yes, I really do think he is a good quarterback. But you're going up against the one of the best to ever do it. You're going up against Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is going to be out there. I think he's going to have he's going to have a ball out game. And and believe it or not, believe it or not, as much people want to give praise to Aaron Rodgers, there the Green Bay Packers only ranked 21st in the league as far as passing yards uh, goes per game on the offensive side, but they are facing the worst-ranked passing defense in the league. They give up three – Washington gives up 309.5 yards per game. That is per game. That is the worst in the league. Matter of fact, they're facing a bottom three worst team in the league. When it comes to defense, they're 30th ranked in defense. They have a bad offense. They have a bad defense, the football team does. They are 32nd in points per game given up to their opponents. Uh, with like, I cannot believe that Washington gives up 31 points per game. That is insane. But then if you look at them giving up 430 yards per game, 309 passing yards per game, 113 running yards per game, they are dead last in, in third down percentages against them, which is absurd because I would thought that the Cleveland Browns were just as bad. But, no, it belongs to the football team. So, uh, Green Bay, I think they, it's Lambeau Field, their eight-point favorites. Obviously, Green Bay is going to win this game. The last time these two teams faced was back in 2019. Green Bay won that game 20-15. to 15. Nothing's going to change about that. Matter of fact, the only thing that's going to change is a Green Bay Packers blowout. That is the only thing that is going to change. Nothing else is going to change at all about that at all. So, yeah, Green Bay is going to win that game easily, hands down. I think they blow them out by 20 plus twenty points or more unless Henneke can just climb this team and just put this team on his shoulder and at least compete um, against the Green Bay Packers. Next, we got uh, a division game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. This is a huge game, and I would not have thought this would have been a big game this soon. In this, uh, in in the season between the Ravens and the Bengals, whoever wins this game will take the lead in the AFC North. Now, granted, we still got a lot of games going on, but this is a big game so far. Whoever wins this game, AFC North is theirs for the taking. The Cincinnati Bengals surprisingly four and two against the Lamar Jackson led Baltimore Ravens, who are five and one. And I would say this about Baltimore: Baltimore is a better team because of Lamar Jackson and Baltimore is a better team because of head coach John Harbaugh. They don't have those two guys on this team. They are not that good. With all the injuries that is going on, their running game is eh, at best it is it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like and I know I just said Baltimore's running game is eh, at best, but then I just looked at their rushing yards per game and it's like, okay, no it's not but It kind of is too because if you look at just the averages and see, okay, look, they're fourth best in in the run game on offense, but then you realize, well, they got Lamar Jackson as well. But Lamar Jackson is playing his best football, I think, in my opinion. I think he's playing better football than his MVP year from the quarterback position. I think he is starting to – Find his rhythm and is starting to get a little bit more comfortable in the pocket but we'll see we'll see with Cincinnati this is a big test for Cincinnati this is a big test for Joe Burrow this is a big big test this is easily the most important game Cincinnati has had in the last five years no doubt about it the last time these two teams faced was back at the last game of the year last year where Baltimore dominated that game 138 to three and Bengals already have one win in the division. They beat Pittsburgh earlier this year. Can they beat Baltimore? Can they take sole possession in the first place of the division? Can Baltimore keep that keep that grip on, on the division and continue to run with the division and go 6-1? This is a tough game for me to call as far as who I think is going to win. But I do have the Cincinnati Bengals going into Baltimore and shocking the world, going 5-2, and two, having sole first place in the division – and walking away with the win. Baltimore may be six-and-a-half-point favorites, but I don't think Baltimore is going to win this game. I got Cincinnati and Joe Burrow winning this game. Uh, I think they win by a single touchdown, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, Cincinnati has been in a lot of close games, and they, to me, when you are a team that has a lot of close games, and maybe you're not winning all of them, or if, you're, if you are, maybe you won one, but if you're not winning all of them, you will find a way to win them eventually. It makes you better because you've been in the situation before, and you know what to do to either win, or you know, what, or, or you're going to find out what to do to win these close games. If it's a close game, I'm definitely giving the edge to Cincinnati over the Baltimore Ravens. Next, we got another division game, but not as important as the game that we just talked about. The New England Patriots, the former Death Star, goes against the death of. Good football against the New York Jets, and uh, yeah, that's what I think about this match. Um, look, the 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 Patriots already beat the the Jets twenty-five to six earlier this year. This is their second game. Thank goodness we're getting this out of the way. And the Patriots are zero four at home this year. That is crazy. But they'll go one and four. They're gonna beat the Jets. I don't need to break down these stats for you guys. I mean, these are two mediocre teams, and that's crazy to say that about the New England Patriots, but it's two. Uh, but it's true. Yeah, I I, I just snooze fast. Yeah, Patriots win, moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs versus Tennessee Titans. And this is their first matchup. This is Kansas City and Tennessee's first matchup since the 2019. AFC Championship game which we all know Kansas City won 35-24 to 24. Kansas City's defense is not good and this is where King Henry continues to carry that crown I mean mm,
5: mm, 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 mm,
0: mm, mm, King Henry is going to run all over all over Kansas City you can't tell me anything different I do I think Kansas City going to stop Derrick Henry no that is the equivalent of a human being stopping a boulder rolling downhill. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to If it happens, then the human being has figured it out. The only reason why Kansas City is good is because Patrick Mahomes does these crazy plays. But Kansas City's not that good this year. I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's tiredness. I don't know if they need to change the scheme up a little bit. But Kansas City's defense is bad. It's bad. They're 29th in defense they give up 133 yards running per game that ranks them at 27th. they're tied at 25th in passing defense now tennessee's ain't that that much better on the defense side of the ball but tennessee's run game is crazy and that's all that matters because if you can run the ball win those battles in the trenches run that clock and keep patrick mahomes and that offense off the field then you have a great chance of winning that game. I have Tennessee winning because of their strong run game. I have Tennessee beating the Kansas City Chiefs, causing the Kansas City Chiefs to fall to three and four. And they continue to take their place and continue to run away with their division as well. So when we come back, we're going to get into the 4 o'clock games and then obviously the Monday and Sunday night football games. After these commercials and a couple of the songs, you are listening to Technically It Is Real on All Sports Cleveland. We will be right back.
6: Tired of all those expensive clothes that don't even last long? Want clothes that are fashionable, comfortable, and affordable at the same time that you won't leave in your closet forever? Go to swiftlife.com. That's S-W-I-F-F-L-Y-F-E dot They've got the best deals on all clothing, men's, women, and children. Everything right now is 40% off at swiftlife.com. That's S-W-I-F-F-L-Y-F-E.com. Get right with Swiftlife.
1: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous.
4: You look ridiculous!
1: You don't need to start foraging wild berries.
6: I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good.
1: You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters.
2: I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom.
5: That's my dresser!
2: And your closet door.
1: You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on FeedThePig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune.
4: These dungarees belong to all of us now,
3: Tom.
1: Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
3: Have you ever had a dream fail because of bigger responsibilities? Unplanned pregnancy and playing the mother role to younger siblings can definitely get in the way. Well, I'm here to tell you that Ohio Media School offers you that second chance, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a single-parent father and vice versa. Ohio Media School offers online and campus opportunities for broadcasting, video editing, radio production, and more. So stop watching TV and be the one directing the show. You stop listening to the station and become the station at OMS on Rockside and Valley View.
1: They'll test you. Try to break your will. But however loud the loudness gets, however many cheese puffs may fly, you're the driver, the one in control. Stand firm. Just wait. And move only when you hear the click that says they're buckled in for the drive. Never give up till they buckle up.
2: You are listening to NorthCoastUnderground.com, the reincarnation of rock.
3: Let's be the screen, baby. Black eyes and follow my lead. I know the perfect place they cannot see to service on fleek. Girl, you look like you need somebody to be somebody to match the effort and last forever. Yeah, it's me, that me plan on going to sleep, so find a girl, get to me. I still got a little bit of alcohol. Still got a little bit of money to blow. I ain't feeling this good by myself. So, girl, get loose, go out of control. So, I still got a little bit of smoke in the car. Still got a little bit of cash to blow. I ain't feeling this good by myself. So, girl, get loose, go out of control. Cause it's 216 AM, baby. On a whole nother level. Drink Sashay's on night to ride Cause it's 2.16 a.m., baby On a whole nother level Drink Sashay's shades on not to ride So what it's gonna be All eyes on you, your eyes on me I know the perfect place they cannot see I would have home to home service on fleek you look like you still need somebody, to be somebody. Not anybody, but I'm somebody. get to me, come get that one, dance to me. I don't plan on going to sleep. So find a way, girl, get to me. 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 Get to me, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's 216 AM, baby, on a whole nother level, drink self-shades on entourage. Cause it's 216 AM, baby, on a whole nother level, drink shades on entourage.
0: That was Dawn by Tiny Kingdoms. The song before that was 2.16 in the morning by Mike Giovanni. So we are back to technically it is real and we are going to continue to preview week seven and we're going to kick off the four o'clock games with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. Believe me, it is still weird to say Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are looking to win two in a row after the whole John Gruden incident went down, and I think they're going to do it against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the last time these two teams faced was back in 2017, where Philadelphia won 19-10. Both teams are coming in with their defenses being just about the same in total yards. Eagles ranked 10th. The Raiders ranked 14th. As far as passing yards per game on the defensive side of the ball, the Eagles are going to have a tough test. They're ranked fifth in the league as far as pass defense, but when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders are the third best passing offense in the league. So this is a huge test for the Philadelphia secondary. I think that the Raiders will come out with this win just because of the simple fact that the Eagles defense – I mean offense, excuse me, is not that much better than the – Raiders offense and it's going to come down to offense in this game I believe I think the Raiders win this game I they are they are the three-point favorites I think they win this game by a touchdown next we got the Houston Texans versus the Arizona Cardinals this is DeAndre Hopkins first game against the Houston Texans and DeAndre Hopkins is about to go off oh he go go off former team it ain't the same coach over there but former team he should still be in a Houston Texans uniform thank God he's not am I right but nonetheless they the Cardinals is easily the best team in the league as far as their win-loss record because they are the only remaining un beating the team and is going to continue like that. The last time these two teams faced was back in 2017 where Houston won the game 31-21, to but that's not about to happen. They, The Cardinals are going to dominate this game from 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 whistle to whistle. They're just going to dominate this game. They're going against the 18th-ranked pass defense. They're going up against the 31st-ranked run defense. They're going up against the 25th overall defense. The, I mean, come on. Kyler Murray is going to go off. That's not that's not a surprise. They're going to score a lot of points. Houston is thirty first in points scored per game. They're thirty first for a reason. They only average fifteen points per game for a reason because they suck. They absolutely suck. The fact that they have a win tells you a lot about the Houston about the Jacksonville Jaguars. It tells you a lot. Oops. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off, and once DeAndre Hopkins get his stats, then Green is going to go off, then Kirk's going to go off, Murray's going to go off, J.J. Watt, which a lot of people are forgetting, J.J. Watt faces against his former team as well. J.J. Watt's going to go off. The Houston Texans are basically watching two of their stars go off against them. And don't the city of Houston deserve that a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I gave it a small little pause, but yeah, I think so. I, only because their baseball team is just, oh, God. And the fact that they're going back to the World Series. That's, that's another topic for another day. My God, my God, my God, my God. Lord, Lord, Lord. I just hope they don't win. And I and now I'm kind of hoping the Dodgers come back against against the uh against the Atlanta Braves so the Dodgers can get their revenge. But hey, anyway, we're we're talking about football here. I'm I'm starting to get off topic a little bit, but that's okay. We're gonna we gonna really back in real fast. So, yes, the Houston Texans get to watch their two stars go off against them. Arizona blows them out. I mean, th- this is crazy. They are 18 point favorites They score way more than 18 points, I guarantee it. That's just how the cookie's going to crumble against the Houston Texans. Next, we got the Chicago Bears going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's going to go off. What a surprise, especially against the defense. I mean, they're solid against against the pass, but, I mean, eh, okay, you know, it is what it is. Um, If anything, it's not the Bears' defense why chicago cannot get over the hump it is the incompetence of matt nagy and to be honest with you is the fact that they don't have a quarterback and there's nothing against justin fields because justin fields has to learn justin fields is a rookie but this team is one quarterback one head coach away from being super bowl contenders as i'm going to put it they the chicago bears and denver are the exact same team strong defense Solid offense with some good receivers. One quarterback away, one competent coach away from being Super Bowl contenders. The Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. Brown, Brady, Fournette, Ronald, Godwin. Do I need to go on and on and on about Tampa's offense? And that is what's going to win them the game. Tampa, easy win. Easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, let us move on to the Los Angeles. Oh, before we do move on, the last time these two teams faced against each other was back in 2020, so that was last year where Chicago beat them 20-19. to 19. That's not happening. No, 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 no. Next is the revenge game. This is revenge game. Through and through revenge game. Golf versus Stafford. Goff against his former team, NLA against the Rams, Stafford against his former team, against the Detroit Lions, and that offense has been popping. Not Detroit. If you think Detroit's offense has been popping, you got another thing coming. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford-led Los Angeles Rams offense is popping. They Oh, they popping. They popping like when you put that chicken in the grease for the first time. Man, they popping. They popping, and Matthew Stafford is showing that it was the sheer incompetence of the Detroit Lions of why he could not be considered the upper echelon of the NFL when it came to quarterbacks. But this game is going to be crazy. All eyes will be on this game. The Rams, fourth-best passing offense, ninth-best offense in general, going against the 26th-ranked defense defense and a team that cannot stop the pass. They're in the middle of the pack. They are going to give they're going to score a lot of points. The Rams are going to score a lot of points, especially when the Rams score an average 29.8 points per game, basically let's round it up to the nearest 10th, which would be 30 points per game, going up against a team that gives up 28 points per game. They're going to score a lot of points. This is going to be a game that everybody's watching, but I do think this. I am going to give a hot take right here right now. Oh, and this is a hot take. This is a hot, hot take. I'm talking about this is as hot as when you take the food out the oven and you just go ahead and take a scoop. And you go, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that hot of a take. Jared Goff is going to go off. Take that G away, and that's what is gonna be. That's what he's gonna be caught out this Sunday. Jared off because he's going to be off the chains. He gets to go to Sean McVay's face and say, I can do it. I think Jared Goff is going to throw for five touchdowns against the Los Angeles Rams. That is a bold hot take. Jared Goff will have five touchdowns. I think this game is the most important game of Jared Goff's career outside of that Super Bowl that he appeared in. I think that is what's going to happen. So when we come back, we are going to talk about the two primetime games, and we also are going to uh, preview what is going to happen next week. You are listening to Technically It Is Real on All Sports Cleveland. We will be right back at these Commercials and Songs. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, The dreaded splash fight. It's Dad O'Clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought
4: to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Do you want to be the next TV or radio star? Do you want to go somewhere that is affordable and fun? Then come to the Ohio Media School where broadcasting careers begin. Our instructors are top-notch working professionals in the field. OMS has student-ran internet radio stations that will get your foot in the door. Ohio Media School is located in Valley View, Ohio. For more information, call us at 216-503-5900 or go to beyondair.com.
2: My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America,
5: let's do lunch.
7: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
4: When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better.
1: Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
2: The Beastie Boys didn't fight for your right to party to sit there and listen to Hannah Montana. Tune into NorthCoastUnderground.com where the underground starts with you.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why they hate? Why 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 they hate? Why they hate? Why, why they hate? Why hate? hate? Why Why like, 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 hate? Why they hate? Why they hate? Why they hate? Why hate? Why they hate? Why they hate? Why hate? Joe hate? Got it on like Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. Got it on like Joe Hayden. On lock, Joe Hayden. Hey, hey, <ISTges> uh, Joe yeah. hey, no, Hayden. No, 23,
6: 23, 23, 23. Ghetto Joe, CO2, three and B. We got the city on lock. They're hating, homie, but we gon' rise above the rest and don't nobody know it. Because it's going down, Cleveland is a dog pound. I walk in, two, look to look the three, then get my dogs pound. they hating on us tough because our style is so profound. Blowing up just like the city, soon we gon' be real renowned. I got my cornerback locked, so how you like me now? Not anymore, it's probably less, I'm still a Cleveland Brown. Big misconception, then it caused an interception. Now we running with the game and our possession. Touchdown, Touchdown Let's touch
4: There's no debate. The CO2, CO2 is on top, ain't never gonna stop, cause we got it oh, on lock, Joe. No. why they hate? Why, why they hate? 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 hate? Got it on like Joe, hey, Joe hey, no yeah, 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 yeah. Joe, hey, no, Got it on like Joe hey, Joy, hey, no, On like Joe Get no, no. yeah, the money real round, here. Don't try to play the feel around here, no no Try to pass the money, we'll intercept the throw Contracts like frozen houses on the phone, gotta get a band, i am watch co two or three MP, So it's like twenty-three is in a spot Always shut it down, Always get money. That's when the haters come around, never cared out. No. Just a young and never scared out. No. Haters do about as much as the scared crowd, weared out. Cause the teammate birds, see me rollin' in my whip. Got you wishing in shirts. Ayy Almost by the Maserati. Looking back, I probably should have woulda made my haters Saudi Ayy. Tell you, said a real life pop in my double. And she knows it. that's why they hate me. Why, why they why, hate? Why they hate Why they hate? Got it why. all. H- <iblings> şey là- like <top podia> Joe. <produjo noise> awesome. <that> hey, huh? so, why they hate, why they hate, why they hate, why they hate, they they got it on like it on on like Joe got it on like Joe Joe yeah, 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 Joe got it on like Joe Head, Joe yeah, they hatin', no big
6: deal Let them say what they want, that's how they feel Ice in the bucket challenge, I be on chill Joe hating in my crew, I play the backfield And watch the peons, see, and know what they be on So stay up in your lane, my crew ain't what you see on Haters fall back, head back to where you belong Ain't stepping down till our name is up in neon Lights hold up tight, it's about to be a long night Got the game locked tight, ain't leaving without a fight Hit your favorite social site, and type whatever you like Talk about us like a Dog and blogs. we be alright. Spread a rumor, tell a small lie. lie, lie. Yeah, you the big biddy, we the small fry. Don't give our name in your mouth, we'll never die. That's the same thing that keep two pockets alive. Why they hate lie,
4: why, lie. Why, 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 they hate, why they hate, why they hate why got it, it all like it? Joe, Joe hey, Joe. Joe, hey, Joe, go, hey, Joe why they hate, why they hate, why they hate why they hate, why they hate got it on like Joe Haden got it on like Joe Hayden, got it on like Joe Hayden, got it on like Joe Haden Joe Haden got it on like Joe Haden Joe Haden Joe Hayden, that was Joe
0: Hayden by Division 3 welcome back to technically it is real we only got about 10 minutes left so Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it with these two last two games right here. And these are two of the more uninteresting primetime games, per se. Like, I would rather see L.A. and Detroit on Sunday or Monday night compared to the Sunday night game, which is Indianapolis versus San Francisco. I I, I think this is because it's DeForest Buckner going against San Francisco and San Francisco. But I'm not excited about this game. I, I don't think a lot of people are excited about this game. Um, both teams are pretty much even on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they really are Colts 13th rank 49ers 14th rank passing offense Colts uh, 15th passing offense for the 49ers 13th running offense 11th for the Colts 12th for the 49ers. They're 19th in points per game. The 49ers are 17th in points per game, so you want to talk about an even matchup on the offensive side of the ball, that's exactly what you're getting. You are not getting the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Colts, 19th-ranked defense, the 49ers' 8th-ranked defense. Colts are 20th in passing yards, Niners' 8th. 14th in running yards, defense 18th for the 49ers. 11th in points per game against them. Uh, for the Colts, the 49ers are 16th, and they're about even when it comes to uh, – actually, they're not about even, excuse me, uh, ranked 19th uh, for the Colts as far as giving up uh, – as far as their third down percentage on defense, and the 49ers are tied for fourth. The last time these two teams faced was back in 2017 where the Colts won 26-23, to 23, and it's going to be different. i got the San Francisco 49ers winning – against the indianapolis colts on sunday night football i think this is going to be a solid game it's not going to be an explosive game I, I think this is going to come down to defense but it's going to come down to a couple of plays here there and whatever it may be then the final game that we got a preview is the new orleans saints versus the seattle seahawks we get to see the saints play on primetime for the first time this year against the seahawks but the seahawks no Russell Wilson, they have to rely on Geno Smith, but I will say this, if Geno Smith plays as as well as he did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, against this tough Saints defense, I think it's going to be uh, one hell of a game. Are we going to see the crab leg GOAT, Jameis Winston, do it again? Is he going to go out, ball out? He's having a solid year. I wish he would throw a little bit more yards. He only has 892 passing yards on the year so far, and it makes sense. They're 31st in passing offense, the Saints are. Um, they are the 30th ranked offense, but they had the 12th best defense. Seattle has the worst defense in the league. Look at Listen to where Seattle ranks as far as defense. Total yard defense, 32nd. Passing yard defense, 28th. Rushing yards, 30th. Points per game against them, 21st. And they are the twelfth best team as, as far as stopping a team on third down. But I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this game. Like I said, Seattle's the worst defense in the league, hands down. There is no ifs, ands, or and buts about it. But the Saints is also one of the worst offenses in the league. They balance out against each other. But if this is any time for Jameis Winston to go off and be Tampa Jameis Winston, and we're not talking about the bakery turnover Jameis Winston, we're talking about Jameis Winston throwing for 300-some yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, this is the game right here. This is the absolute game. You're going against the worst defense. You're going up against the 28th worst passing defense in the league. This is Jameis' opportunity to explode his stats and to show the entire nation that he can still ball out and play as a first overall draft pick. The last time these two teams faced against each other, New Orleans won 33-27 back in 2019, and I do hope we get the Simoncast uh for this game. I, I do hope so. Hopefully it comes to fruition, but we'll see about that. So that's pretty much week seven. Got some good games going on. I think the Saints are going to win that Monday night game and uh yeah this is, is is looking good it's looking good this this week and it has been a good week this past week um before i go on to continue uh with what we're going to talk about next week i want to give a huge shout out to madison high school here in cleveland ohio uh in the northeast ohio region i should say they had not won a game in two years their last win was november 1st of 2019 against brush high school and last night i had the utmost pleasure to um, go to the game against my alma mater the garfield heights bulldogs and madison with 14 seconds left hits a 27 yard field goal and then proceed to recover the onside kick to seal the deal and win their first game since November 1st of 2019. And like I said, this happened against my alma mater, but I will gladly sit back and say I was rooting. When I found out that Madison lost, 20, uh, it lost for almost two years in a row, had not won a single game in almost two years, I was rooting for Madison because I love to see teams come out and play their butts off and just go out and try to win. They played Garfield hard from from whistle to whistle. They got the win. So the Madison High School out in Lake County here in Northeast Ohio, congratulations on your first win in two years. Congratulations on that and was able to come out with a victory. They do deserve it much so. So next week, big week, we're going to talk about well, there is no Browns game to talk about, <laughs> but we're, we're going to preview week eight. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Obviously, that is going to be huge. We are also going to be talking about the World Series. And also, I will be giving you my top five World Series, World Series moments in the last 20 years because why not? You know, it's that time of the year. Uh, we get to break that down as well. Like I said, we're going to also talk about Jobber of the Week. You know, that's a big thing. You know, we're going to find out who's going to be jobber week. Maybe it'll be the football team again. Who knows? So, that's a little preview of what we're going to be talking about next week. Again, week eight previews. We're going to talk about – we're going to break down the Cleveland and Pittsburgh game a little bit more um, than I would in normal games because that is a huge game up here in Cleveland. We're also going to uh, talk about some Halloween stuff because, you know, I love Halloween and just talk about – what it means uh, for me to um, – well, Halloween means for me. We're going to talk about that as well. It will be the day before Halloween next week. Like I said, top five World Series moments in the last 20 years, week eight previews, Jobber of the Week, and also we will be doing – and I'm going to try to squeeze this in – a career retrospective on a athlete, owner, coach, or wrestler – That is yet to be determined, but I do want to do another career retrospective because the first one that we did on Mick Foley, uh, when when I first started the show with my classmate Greg, it was absolutely amazing. But this is technically is real. This has been technically it is real, and it has been real to talk to every single one of you, uh, one of you all. Playing you guys out will be will come through by next of kin. You are listening to NorthCoastUnderground.com on the North Coast Underground. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great week. Go Browns. Go Irish. Let's get it. Have a great week.
1: has been a presentation of the ohio media school f-
5: yeah,
1: northcoastunderground.com
5: where the underground starts with you